Welcome to Beside the Burn. It's Monday the 13th of December and we're on day 16 of our Advent adventure through the Book of Ruth, uh, following along with Finding Hope Under Bethlehem Skies, uh, that little book by Robin Ham. And again, I'm not going to read uh, through all of uh, what Robin has said. You can do that for yourselves, but I'm going to make reference to it uh, today as we uh, look together at um, th- this Book of Ruth and this wonderful story that we're following along. And today it's going to be Ruth chapter 3 verses 6 to 9. Today I'm going to let you into a little secret. I am really quite shy. I don't have a big lot of confidence whenever it involves going out among people and in front of people. One of the things that I hate most is going into a room and having to make polite conversation with strangers. I don't mind talking to strangers. I don't mind having the polite conversation, but I just hate that process of of going into the room and finding somebody to talk to. I think my biggest fear is that I go into the room and everyone else is already talking and I'm standing on my own and... I've got nothing to say and and no one to say it to. I once got a piece of advice that whenever you go into a room like that, you should go in with a plan and you should go and you should just introduce yourself to somebody, uh, maybe to to the folk that are at the front and then work your way back uh, from that. And it's a good piece of advice because if you've got a plan, then usually the conversation starts. And once the conversation has started, I'm quite happy. I can talk away to anyone one-to-one, but it's those big groups that really scare me and really frighten me. Now, what we find today in the story is that Ruth has a plan. It's a plan that's been given to her by her mother-in-law, Naomi, but she boldly takes that plan and executes it. And she does something that we find almost incredible that this is in the Bible, that this is the way this is going to happen. But she follows the plan. She boldly approaches Boaz and the things work out step by step. And what we're going to see today is that whenever we come to Jesus Christ, There is a plan for us to approach Jesus and we can come with confidence and we can come boldly before Christ because like Boaz in this story, we know what Christ's reaction to us will be and therefore we can come with that confidence and we don't have to be fearful because we know what Jesus is going to say. So let's look together at this whole process and let's find out in how Ruth approaches Boaz, how we can approach Jesus Christ. And as I say, we're reading uh, chapter 3 and verses 6 to 9. I want to just start with a verse that we looked at the last time because Ruth's response to Naomi's plan is in verse 5. At the end of it, she says, I will do whatever you say, Ruth answered. So Naomi has set out the plan and Ruth has said, I will do it. And then she does it. She is a woman of her word. She has said, she's heard the plan. She said she's going to do it. And so she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law told her to do. 
So there's no changing the plan. There's no trying to make things better or change them round. She says it and she does it. And this is another sign of Ruth's kindness, her loving kindness, her chesed towards Naomi. Because Naomi has thought about this and worked out the best way for it to happen. And Ruth is prepared to go along with it. So in verse 7, when Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he went over to lie down at the far end of the grain pile. So Boaz here is in good spirits. He's not drunk. He's, he's had a drink or two. He is content after the day's work. And he is at rest, as it were. We, we've had that word rest crop up a couple of times in the book so far. And Boaz here is at rest, contented, lies down after the day is completed. Everything in his world is as it should be and there are no worries and there are no problems. Ruth approached quietly, uncovered his feet and lay down. In the middle of the night, something startled the man and he turned and discovered a woman lying at his feet. Now, notice here the difference. We're told about Boaz and we're told about Ruth and what's happening. Then in the middle of the night, it's no longer Boaz and Ruth, although it is, but they're referred to as the man and referred to as the woman. It's helping us see that there's this area of confusion here, that it's dark, it's late in the night, there's sleep involved, they're not sure who each other is, and there has to be this element of working out what is going on and what is happening. Now, this is a dangerous situation for Ruth to put herself in because Israel's not in a good state morally at this stage. The average man of the day may well have welcomed the visit of a woman in the middle of the night and taken advantage of her. But not Boaz. Boaz once again is showing that he is trusting in God and following God's commands when all around him have rejected God. So Boaz isn't sure who it is. Who are you? He asked. And Ruth says, I am your servant, Ruth. Now, there have been lots of words that have been used to describe Ruth in this book so far. She's been described as a foreigner. She's been described as a Moabite. She's been described as a widow. And none of those things are, are complimentary. They, they point out what's wrong with Ruth rather than saying anything good about her. But Ruth chooses the word servant to describe her. And this is a positive relationship that Ruth is setting in place towards Boaz and saying, I am your servant. Yes, I may have come from Moab. I may be a foreigner. I may be a widow and all those things. But primarily at this time, I am your servant. I am committing myself to you and to nobody else. And so she chooses servant. Um, spread the corner of your garment over me since you are a kinsman redeemer. Now this corner that is mentioned here of the garment, the word for corner is also the word that's used elsewhere in the book for wing. So whenever we talk about uh, being under the protection of God's wing, 
it is also this idea of a corner of a garment. You spread your wing, you spread the corner of a garment. So in asking this question, Ruth is asking Boaz to protect her and to be the answer to his prayer that God might protect her with his wings. Will you protect me with the wing of your garment, with the corner of your garment, she is asking. So Ruth goes back boldly into this situation and makes this request to Boaz. And that is reminiscent and shows us how we can approach Jesus Christ. It's not that we come in a cheeky way and just make demands of Jesus. No, but we come with boldness, knowing what Jesus has told us and knowing what he expects from us. It's like we read in Hebrews 4 and verse 16. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. This is how Ruth is coming, with confidence, with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. As we come to Jesus Christ and approach his throne of grace, we come with the confidence that Jesus has opened up the way for us to do that. That is why he went to the cross. He dealt with our sin and he tore the curtain in the temple so that the way was opened up for us to come through and to come into his presence. No longer kept away from his presence, but allowed right in. And in that process then we receive mercy and we receive grace from Jesus Christ. And as we look for this hope under Bethlehem skies, this is the hope we have that Jesus Christ, the baby, is born. Emmanuel, God with us, and we receive grace and truth in his fullness as we were thinking about on Sunday. And we're filled to overflowing. We're no longer empty, but we come with boldness and confidence and ask him, and he provides an abundance for us. And so we worship and we praise him at this time. Ruth is coming to Boaz and saying, redeem me. And we need to come to Jesus Christ and say, Lord Jesus, redeem me. Take away my sin. Redeem me. Buy me back from evil and set me free to serve you and to follow you day by day. So in the book then, um, in the grey box, we're told, do you ever turn to busyness and activity as a way of covering yourself? Sometimes well, we get so busy and we try to redeem ourselves through our work and cover over ourselves with our work, as it were. Perhaps to avoid facing up to God or even to yourself. What difference does it make to know that today you can approach God's throne of grace with confidence and find grace to help us in our time of need? And then Hebrews 4 verse 16 is mentioned. We'll pray in a moment, but the song for today is The Perfect Gift by J.J. Heller. And in this, we're thinking about the busyness of, of rushing around and, and covering ourselves and instead coming to Jesus and finding his perfect gift and receiving um, redemption from him. And some of the lyrics of the song, have we forgotten with all the running around and chaos, have we forgotten that we need sorting out? We need to clear our minds. We need to hear the story once again. He was the perfect gift. And he brings us peace and he is our king. 
He's the perfect gift, a baby, to recall us back to life, to bring us peace and joy. Jesus Christ is the perfect gift, the one who redeems us. So let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you today for the perfect gift of Jesus. And we ask, Lord, today that you would redeem us through Jesus. Spread the corner of your garment. Spread your wings over us to protect us, Lord, and to take away our sin and to set us free to serve you and follow you. Lord, in this Advent season, may we find the hope that can only be found in Jesus. And may we trust in you. Amen.